Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. That team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Steve Rosenblum. There was a keg stand I lost to an 81-year-old lady. She got off the main <laughs> floor, and then, and, but I was, it was really close. Mark Grody. I've been waiting to get a hold of this guy for years. Yeah, like they're, like Channel 2 News is out there interviewing people. Yeah, I've been talking to my wife about getting Steve. He wants connected my dots and more to my plate. I'm going to dunk his ass. They suck, so you don't have to. Can't you morons do anything right? Founding members of the WB Club. Smoke weed every day. The three words that describe this show, and I quote, Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Suckage, Saturday Suckage. I'm here. Let's find out who else is here. Grobber. It sucks and it freebases. Don Cooper. If I say something sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. Jake Arietta. This sucks. Really, it does. Albert Almora. Damn, Willie Man, do we suck? Eloy Amele. Hey, you guys know that I make anyway. You guys not suck. Hey, when, when I got trade the next day, oh, welcome to the suck team. Will be get traded from the suck team. Toby! Oh my god, this sucks! Random Bears fan. Terry Borgs! Finally made a list of somebody who thinks he sucks besides I do. Liam Hendricks! Oh, he's just seeking perfection. He's just mainly trying not to suck. Julie Swika. Man, that sucks. Wilson Contreras. Losing, losing suck. I'll tell you that in. in that's all I can say. George went. We had fun, um, but there you go. I suck. Garth Algar. Turn it off, man. Turn it off. You're sucking my will to live. Steve Dahl. This guy sucks. This guy sucks. Candace Parker. Um, I mean, it sucks. Roquan Smith. Yeah, man. Sucks. Zach Levine. 
suck that to have game one. Tyler Farringal. I suck, so you don't have to. No, sorry, that's my job, and neither of us is living up to the Matt Eberchoke level. We are not preventing the Bears coach from being exactly who he is. When people show you who they are, believe them. Why don't people believe that? All right, we'll investigate that later. Welcome to Saturday Suckage. Whoever's here, we suck so you don't have to. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealer. Our phone number here at the score, 312-644-6767. That'll get you to our listener line, powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. That number, 312-644-6767, also gets you to the score's text line, where you can wish me a Merry Suckmas the way an 847 texter did. Yes, indeed. Welcome to Saturday Suckage's Christmas Eve Eve show. It's a thing. My guest will be Mark Grody. 11.25, he covers the Bears for the score. Habarkish at noon, scores senior NFL analyst. Olin Cruz at 12.25, he was on the station yesterday, and he'll open your eyes and ears and all that kind of stuff when he talks about the Bears. We'll bring that back to you. Julia Poe at 1.00. She covers the newly named resurgent Keep Max Levine Away From This Bulls Team. That's their new name. They're applying it. They'll put that in the team charter. They play the Cavs tonight. And even if you don't, you know, like if you didn't know ahead of time, like I'm about to tell you that Donovan Mitchell's out with an illness, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, two other starters already were out, you still would have expected the Bulls to win. I would have. Now it should be a laydown. That's how well they're playing without the guy on whom AK wasted hundreds of millions of dollars. Your next chance to see Connor Bedard scores tonight against the evil dreaded Blues in St. Louis. Last night, the Hawks gagged a 2-0 lead as if Matt Eberflus was coaching them. And really, he couldn't be much worse coaching the Hawks than he is coaching the Bears. Anyway, Les Canadiens... They beat the Bedards 5-2 in the United Center. Bedard had an assist. Cubs and White Sox apparently are abiding by the NHL's trade freeze that occurs nine days before and after Christmas. Cubs and White Sox abide by that policy on many other days, too, if it involves acting like a big market team. Also later in the show, my cultural zeitgeist treasure trove, the dude abides. Oh, my God. They auctioned off the Big Lebowski and some of the things, some of the prices. Oh, my God. In WB Club news, Wake and Bakers, you officially have a team to root for in the college football playoff. We'll try to slip in some holiday songs. We had a new Hanukkah song a couple weeks ago, and we'll see if we can slip it in and others. So it's Bears Cardinals this week. And because it's Bears-Cardinals, we have to do the Bears-Cardinals thing. Four picks against Grossman and two fumbles. What did you see about the Bears? Uh, We shut them down that way? No, we, you know, I mean, we we just, uh, the Bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. 
And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Thanks, Coach. I always love the thanks, Coach, at the end. All right, so Bears-Cardinals this week. And the Bears should lose. Not should lose in terms of they have worse talent, although there are indications they do, or at least have worse and dumber coaching. But I mean should lose as in they should lose for the good of the franchise, even if the franchise and its owners have no idea what's good for them. Listen, the Bears, the most important thing right now is for the Bears to protect their Panthers draft choice to whatever degree they can protect it. And this week, tomorrow, it is a very great degree to which they can protect it. Inexplicably, the Panthers won last week. They moved to 2-12. and 12. That leaves the Bears draft choice one game ahead of New England and Arizona, tomorrow's opponent. The good news is, even if the Panthers somehow win another game, and they could because this is the NFL and who knows when the fix is in, the Panthers still have the first draft tiebreaker. That's weakest schedule. They have the weakest strength of schedule. Carolina's strength of schedule is 520. New England's darn close at 528. Arizona's at 571. Strength of schedule. So the Pats are perilously close to owning that tiebreaker. The Pats close out the season playing at Denver, at Buffalo, and at home against the Jets. And I can't see more than one win there. The Panthers play the Packers. They play at Jacksonville, and they close at home against Tampa, Tampa Bay. The Panthers should lose all three. Well, maybe that's wishful thinking. Which would protect the Bears' draft choice and that's all we care about. But you never know. Carolina beat the Falcons, who are 6-8, and eight, and now they play the Packers, who are also 6-8. and eight. The Cardinals, meanwhile, tomorrow's opponent for the Bears, they play at the Eagles. They close against the Seahawks at home after they play the Bears. So the Bears seem to be the Cardinals' best chance to win a game. Here's another thing about the Cardinals. They're 3-11, and 11, but they have the strongest... They've played the strongest schedule in the conference, 571. But also their strength of victory is the best in the conference. I'm stunned to find that out. 548 is their strength of victory. So they don't win much, but they've beaten a they beat a 10 and 4 Cowboys team, a 7 and 7 Steelers team and a 6 and 8 Falcons team. So the Bears suck more than a 6 and 8 team. So I guess you could turn that around and say, well, the Cardinals should be losing to them. Well, we don't, we want to make sure that the Cardinals win. I mean, the Bears could lose this thing on their own just because they're the Bears, just because of Matt Eberchoke, and that's what they do. So they wouldn't actually have to rig it to protect that number one draft choice as it now stands. Do we have to root for the Packers to beat the Panthers tomorrow, Rosie? You don't have to. It doesn't have to be rooting. You can just look for a happy outcome. So the kind of thinking about protecting the draft choice and protecting assets led into some discussion this week about perhaps not playing Justin Fields 
the idea of being protect him from injury and keep him tradable at the highest price while the Bears replace him with a quarterback taken first overall, presuming that's where the Panthers finish dead last and they get that draft pick. I don't I mean the talk didn't come from the from the Bears, I don't think. But it was a solid solid line of thought. I mean teams have certainly protected trade assets that way. We've seen it. But Justin Fields is scheduled to start tomorrow. As far as we know, we'll have Mark Rody on eleven twenty five. He'll let us know. But maybe there's some fiendishness behind it. I, I don't know if it's the cynic in me, the conspiracist in me, the sarcast in me. But maybe the Bears want to play Justin Fields and have Matt Eberchoke on the sidelines because they know that's their best chance to lose. We certainly saw that last week, right? They say they want to continue looking at Fields. Well, maybe the subtext is, the unsaid part, and I'll say the quiet part out loud, they want to continue looking at Fields' as failures in the fourth quarter and the fact that he's a ball security nightmare. And they want to see Matt Eberchoke's fourth quarter failures as well. And when you think about it, that accomplishes two things. You build up the paper trail to fire a man ill-equipped to be an NFL head coach and to trade a man ill-equipped to win a Super Bowl. Later on in the show, I've concluded this week's game plan presents the most fascinating during the Justin Fields farewell tour. I'm going to look at the game plan thinking through a lot of different eyes, how they're going to view the game, the game plan, what it means, what, what, what might they do. And it seems like nobody's got the same vision. Possibly nobody's got the same vision. That's so bears, don't you think? For now, I'll take a break. And when I come back, we will talk to Mark Grody. Covers the bears for us. One of the founding members of Saturday Suckage. One of the founding members of the Wake and Bake Club. I'm Steve Rosenblum. This is Saturday Suckage, which accounts for all the bears talk. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, hi, Mark. Never gets old. That yell, that guttural sound signals our next guest. Oh, hi, Mark. Hi, Steve. I actually think today, if I was seeing my Instagram stories correctly and succinctly, I think today is Eddie Vedder's birthday. How could we even be on the air? (laughs) How could we even talk sports when all we really need to do is... Just play Nevermind or whatever that is. That's Nirvana. Yeah. 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 But that's cool, too. I, I mean, too. Nirvana, you know. I Pearl Jam, Everclear. We'll play Everclear. No, no, no. I don't want Everclear. <laughs> maybe maybe replace your Everclear with an Alice in Chains or a Soundgarden or something like that. Then, then we got a deal. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm alive. No, there you go. Alive. Not, not alive. I'm alive, but just alive yeah. would be perfect. So, you so know, all these years working together, Steve, and you still can't quite get it right, can you? It's just Ed. It's your buddy Ed. I don't That's know true. any music needs. He doesn't need music. He just needs to stand next to Theo. That's that's my enduring picture of your buddy Ed. Just standing next to Theo in the suite. Hi. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Or sitting with me. In the press box. You know, I think that that deserves a little bit of clout as well. I think you should share that story. It's a very nice, it's a mid-season baseball story, but a very Christmassy thing because it's a present that keeps on giving, I think. I love, which, I love which that story. story. Which story, though? Because there's multiple now. There's I the think one the where... first one because there was the sense of awe. Oh, yeah, it... yeah. Yeah, this one goes way back, right? Yeah. This is like, this is like prime fanboy and I, <clears throat> this was when I was working for WBBM Radio. That's how far back this goes. And I'm, you know, at that point, I'm a reporter at large, which means I cover all of our teams wherever I'm needed. And I was needed at a Cubs game, and it was pretty perfect because it was that day that Eddie Vedder was scheduled to sing the seventh inning stretch. <laughs> And uh, he he was going to be in town, obviously, that week. I had a couple of concerts. Yours truly, your boy, had tickets to both shows, as he typically does if Pearl Jam is in town. <laughs> and I'm up in the press box. I'm, I'm walking. You know, assu- I, I was not going to like go out of my way to bother Eddie Vedder because I just figured it would it would not work. But I, I'm walking around in the press box. There's a there's a small cafeteria that all the you know employees and and media people eat in i walk past it and i just see eddie vetter and his his very large bodyguard in there and i walk past i'm like wait a minute here is that just (laughs) eddie vetter alone in there so i did the beep 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 backed up and i walked into the cafeteria and uh i go up to him and i just said uh i'm wearing my my uh my WBBM credential, and I said, "Hey, Eddie, I just I just want right up to him. I said, "Hey, I'm I'm Mark Rody. I, I work for WBBM Radio, big fan." And he just kind of he looks down on my credential, looks up at me, goes, "Mark Rody, WBBM, all right." <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, and, he said and, my name. Yeah, and then I said, yeah, it's like looking forward to going to to both of your shows this week. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And, I, and I'm look, I'm I'm already backing out of the conversation. You know, I'm already like one foot. That that's enough. That that's grandma. Leave this man alone. <laughs> And uh, then he's like, oh, all right, man, thanks. He's like, he's like, what do you want to hear, man? And uh, I was like, whoa, you're asking me what I want to hear. So, which meant I felt the need to go a little bit B-side, a little bit, hey, I know your catalog, man. A lot of people may not know your catalog. <laughs> and uh, your so, so I said, uh, I said, how about some, uh, how about a little Dirty Frank? And he goes, oh, man. He's like, I don't know if we're going to be able to play that. And, I, I've, and then I had the gall to be like, uh, why? And <laughs> Good reporter there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're not I'm, letting him off the hook. I don't care I'm if you totally are. in reporter mode at this point. Well, sir, why are you not? Oh, man. He's like, we haven't practiced that song in a long time. You know, these things don't just happen by magic. Apparently, these bands, they actually have to rehearse things for them to actually sound good. And then he goes, okay, all right, what else you want to hear? And I'm like, at this point, I started choking. So I was like, ah, I go, because uh, I didn't want to get rejected again. So I said, uh, <laughs> so I said, how about Alive? And he said, oh, yeah, man, I think we could take care of that for you. I'm like, all right, sick. So, and that was it. That was it. Then I, then I politely walked away. I said, thank you, sir. Look, I will see you. I didn't say I'd see you, but I said, I will be at those shows at the United Center. Goodbye, sir. There you go. I think that's a wonderful story. That's a Christmas present of it a is. story shared it by is. Mark Rohde and his buddy Ed. We become to, he would come to know better and more often, and that'd be his buddy Ed. Mark Rohde's joining me on the hotline presented by Circa Sports Illinois. And now we must end the fun and talk about the Bears. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. What do you want? What, what, do you want? what else you want to know? <laughs> Wolfer can't cover anybody. What else you want to know, Steve? <laughs> Evidently, he can't cover it. Evidently, Wolfer can't cover I know this team's capable of winning another game. Yep. Ditka. And they weren't. So sort of take the temperature this week after what felt like the worst of all three of Matt Eberchoke's record-tying chokes, fourth-quarter <laughs> double-digit leads, to tie an NFL record. And fortunately for him, there's still three games to go, so he could have it all by himself. But after that, which felt worse than ever after all the playoff blather, to me this looked like the worst of the three. But what what did you think? And take the temperature of what you saw, felt, heard this week yeah i thought that this one i thought this one sucked because mostly because i thought the defense played spectacularly throughout this game and they they were matching a really good defense I mean, okay going into it we knew that there you were going to have to play some serious defense Obviously, there was a bad defensive play call by Matt Eberflus towards the end of the game on a third and fifteen. Um, you know that that did not go well. But I, honestly, like part of me, like I, I hate that we have to 
talk about the defense breaking down because, in fact, it was the the offense that just couldn't take advantage of what the defense was doing for them, and that's happened a lot recently. So I thought, <clears throat> excuse me, that was the most disappointing part about it, and the fact that you know Justin Fields and the Bears' offense could not um, answer the Browns at the end of the game, and they had to, they had to resort to a, a hail mary. And I understand why they didn't kick the field goal, um, even though. You know, from what we were told this week by Luke Getze, they thought that the ball should have been spotted five yards closer to the end zone, which still would have had them outside of Cairo Santos's uh, Santos's uh, kicking range, the the monster kick. But um, but but still, it that that has unfortunately that that is symbolic uh, or thematic of the Chicago Bears organization for far too long where the defense did all it could all day long and the offense just didn't have enough to finish the game for you. So that that was to me the most disappointing part about the the Cleveland game. I don't put that down necessarily as bad as some of the other chokes the Detroit game. I think the war if you really want to put these in order, I mean I thought that the Denver game was probably the worst just because <clears throat> excuse me, that was the worst of the teams at the time and I know Denver has gotten its act together since, mm-hmm. but they were not good at that point. They were a disorganized poor team at the time and the Bears that that was just like how how what how, how did that happen? <laughs> how is this ha- what who where and I know it's still Russell Wilson, but that they did not have their acts together at that time. You know that was Denver's only win in their first six. Yeah, yeah, that too. And you're right, exactly. They did, they did get their act together. Russell Wilson started mm-hmm. playing better. They started playing good. Well, I felt the way it sounded the week before the Browns game, all the big talk coming out of the Bear. I mean, they just yeah. That that's why this felt worse. Is you're if you're ever going to play well, the end of the season's a good time to do it. And so they had comparatively played well, and they talked well, and then it just turned out to be a whole lot of piddling down their leg in a situation like that. But your point about the Bears' offense is to underscore that the Browns' defense is is I don't want to say Jekyll and Hyde, but they'll let you know whether you're good or not. Good offenses tore them up. No matter what the Browns rating is, good offenses got yards and points against them. Bad offenses were asphyxiated. The Bears offense could not outscore its own defense. That's <laughs> and and its lone touchdown drive went one count them one yard. Yeah, and unfortunately we're just way too familiar with with seeing offenses like that that the answer isn't there and you know unfortunately for the bears it's not just justin fields and yeah there is plenty of culpability there but all of a sudden the the bears offensive line is not playing as well as it had in recent weeks you know they were they've had this nice little elevation throughout this from the beginning of the season to about the middle when they you know I thought they were really at their best it just happened to be when you had Tevin Jenkins and Nate Davis on the on the right side of the the offensive line you you know you got some great stuff out of Deontay Foreman when Khalil Herbert had his gruesome injury um you know Roshan Johnson was popping but all of a sudden, you're just the the running game became helpless 
looking. And you go back and look at some of the negative numbers and negative runs from that game. That's not helping you. And, you know, luckily for the Bears, they're playing a team this week against which you can run the football in the Arizona Cardinals. But we'll see. And I think that that is quietly O-line running game has and and I know like you know priority number one is is the quarterback and what's going on with Justin Fields but in the background a part that looked like a bread and butter part of the team what has started to you know go go down the tubes a little bit and it's not being helped with with Tevin Jenkins who will not play this week due to a concussion I know there's been a lot of criticism directed at Luke Etsy as well as Justin Fields and the head coach, the interim head coach, as it were. So the, the the thing that has always bothered me, we've discussed this on the show, and it bothered me again this week. When you look at the fourth downs they go for, third downs, when they need one yard, they have no play. They mm-hmm. have no play. They've never improved on having nothing. I expect them to have nothing when Luke Getze comes in, when there's a new regime uh, and or a new quarterback and or a new running back and new offensive linemen, they don't have a go-to play, the kind of play, we're going to get the yard, you know what's coming, we know what's coming, you can't stop us. And I don't know if Luke Getzey's ever been asked this, but the way he's handled questions at the podium the last couple of weeks, what do, you, what do you make of that? Yeah, I mean, it's like he's been resorting to – Getting tricky is I don't know if tr- trickery is the is probably not the right way to put it. I wouldn't consider jet sweep trickery, but when you have Tyler Scott, you know you're using Tyler Scott. We saw him in another game use DJ Moore, one successful, one not successful. <clears throat> you know, uh, the fourth and one where Justin Fields was not able to to get that first down, and I thought some of that was on Justin Fields not getting to the outside quickly enough. But, you know, when we, we did go through a lot of, you know, th- that question did come up. Like, why why has that been a difficult thing to come by? And, you know, he as, you know, coaches, he, he did take some responsibility. I mean, I think he, he has been criticized enough for not taking responsibility that he did invoke <laughs> himself into it. You know, he hears this stuff, I'm sure. So, he, you know, so we got to coach it better. But, you know, there's it's always, you know, they got to execute the plays. And they're, and they're always, I think the answer that we get is they're always close. They're always, you know, one little chip away, the right block, one, one step to the outside that they're close and and quite honestly when we're talking about the the tough yardage the third and ones the fourth and ones like it when it happens as many times as it's happened where you don't execute it's there's obviously you know some responsibility on both sides of it but yeah i mean come on it's a it's a super frustrating thing and you know if you don't have just the pure power on your team to get that one yard or even less than a yard then you know something has clearly gone wrong they had the pure power mark Rody is my guest he covers the bears for the score we're talking bears here on Saturday suckage, the 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 Tevin Jenkins and Darnell Wright combination was you just run behind them and and 
you, they cannot find. Nobody's ever going to find the running back behind those two guys. Oh yeah. By the way, that's what I meant. I think I said Nate Davis. No, yeah, no, no. no. I, Darnell Wright. Yeah, I got yeah, it. But yeah. but Darnell Wright and Tevin Jenkins. So Jenkins is hurt, and then also on the fourth and one, third and one, we forgot Cole Komet because he tried it. Everybody gets everybody gets a chance to run it. You know what? It's like a carnival. You do that. However, those two guys are not going to play this week or are questionable to play. The injury list, as far as it. Run it down as far as it affects the offensive line, and I think Komet's questionable. Still listed as questionable. Yeah, he um, he kind of popped up on the injury list uh, this week with the the quad injury, and you know th- that's that's a guy that has you know for better or for worse and you know this says something about darnell mooney but he's he's been a guy who has you know he's second in targets this year but yeah i'll just go through the whole list for the sake of people who have no idea what's been going on with the injuries and you know first of all deontay foreman questionable for the game um and, and didn't practice on thursday limited friday um questionable for the game he's, he's been dealing with a a personal issue so we'll see tevin jenkins like i told you is officially out cole Komet, um indeed with that quad injury probably 50 50 so i'll keep a close eye on him before the game mm-hmm. uh, darnell mooney good to go he's been cleared uh demarcus walker is good to go equinemia st brown is out again so you'll, you'll continue to miss the the great blocking of equinemia st brown well, it is good, and it is important because when you brought up Darnell Mooney, it's like Mooney shouldn't have got. No, I'm sorry, you're not part of the team anymore. Leave your jersey here. You can you can just head home and don't bother coming back after what I saw in the in the game and and even before he dropped the game winning hail mary. And then what he said, the guy, you know, we're falling asleep. Which I have, I have um, of two minds. Let me know what you are. It may have been true. That's what he saw. He's not the guy who should be saying that after that horrible game. So what was, what did you think about that? And was there, the coach seemed to be a little edgy about that. Was there fallout throughout the week? Well, I, th- I, I give it, I do um, give it credence. I do like with Mooney. And, and part of the reason is, is because DJ Moore said something similar. So he, he said it with uh, in the morning with Molly and Haw. Mooney said, and they both probably use different words to describe a a sort of lack of offensive energy. You know, let, let's it just was flailing. So both of those guys said it. So I did not have an issue with them saying. Now, in terms of fallout this week, I I have not sensed that, but. You know, there were some guys in in the locker room who were kind of uh, Demarcus Walker and Justin Jones, a little bit outspoken, more so than usual about, you know, I don't think they mentioned Matt Eberflus specifically, but they were not pleased with the defensive alignment they were in on the third and 15. What I do know is that there is the, the leadership council meets on Wednesdays. So if they had a chance to air it out, that was then. Nobody's going to tell us what goes on in those meetings. But my guess is that that's where that kind of stuff was addressed with the defense, um, you know, with with uh, D, with uh, DJ Moore, um, with Darnell Mooney. All of that stuff was probably aired out in terms of being able to sense anything in the locker room. Um, not really. Not no. I mean, they seemed as fester as. Uh, 
you know, festive as always, particularly on Thursday, just because I think everybody's pumped up for the for the game and for the holiday. Uh, but we don't see obviously everything mm-hmm. that is that is going on. We're in that locker room, you know, three days a week for 45 minutes a pop. So we don't know everything that's going down in there. But I imagine that these guys had an opportunity to be very transparent with each other on Wednesday. Well, I wanted to share this with you as a founding member of Saturday Suckage and the Wake and Bake Club. 773 Texture, about to rip a celebratory bong. There you go. 773 Texture, Yuletide Suckage. And (laughs) Santa Gridiron says, Happy belated Sucktivus. How did we not think of Sucktivus, Mark? (laughs) Yeah, that's Yeah, Sucktivus for the rest of us. And so here we are. So... Um, uh, I'm trying to get ahead of the – there's always one Twitter follower, one of your tweeples, who says, well, what about Dave? So let's go about Mark Rohde's Christmas and then Dave the Cat's Christmas. Yeah. Um, Dave, <laughs> yeah. Dave will receive – I depend on my nieces to take care of Dave for Christmas. So he, he will – I will find out on Christmas Day – what they have concocted for him. Last year, he got a house. So that was a pretty big deal. Dave got his own house last year, um, little box house, a little box Christmas house, which is out right now that he does utilize. So um, stand by for the Dave gift. For me, he'll probably just get some extra good, delicious food that he doesn't usually get. That's what he'll get from me. Like what? Are you baking a rack of lamb for him? What are you, you, you going to do? You got dog Wellington you're going to prepare for him? You, you know or what? Bird Dave, Wellington? I'll tell you what, Dave. Dave is Dave loves him some rotisserie chicken. So, we'll get he likes the the drippy fat that comes off of the like he likes the Me bottom too. part right oh yeah like like the bottom of a of a rotisserie chicken all the juices and oils and everything mixing together that's what dave is going to get for his uh for his christmas dinner or lunch or whatever he wants to call it well you answered the 630 texter Hey, Grody, never mind the bears. What did you get Dave the Cat for Christmas? Signed, General Confusion. I knew this question would come. In some form or another, Dave the Cat must be accounted for. Yeah, well, he must be accounted for. The thing is, Dave is, uh, as an only cat, Dave is pretty spoiled, you know? And um, so that means that every day is kind of Christmas for Dave. Like, Dave lives a really good cat life, but, you know, I'll try to kick it up a little bit for him on Christmas. 815 Texture, this one will be near and dear to your heart. Spending the day rolling 20-plus joints for my long week of Christmas travels. WB, save me from my family. <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like he's taking care of it if he's rolling joints. You, are, you can enter your own world upon puffing. Always good to have a plan. All right, Mark. So you'll be here tomorrow, right? Won't you be here tomorrow? Uh- uh oh yeah i guess i will tomorrow is christmas eve isn't it um i will be at the bears game yes yeah, so i will be on with uh patrick manley and olin Krutz and mike mulligan i'll be on i believe i'll be on reporting live from soldier field at about 140 so i'll be able to tell you who's playing who's not playing what's the very latest so i'm looking forward to jumping on with those guys like i always do and mark grody is your first word in sports the daily report airs every morning 
get the Daily Report, the first word in sports from Mark Grody. Again, you almost got it right. Almost, you're so what? close, what are, man. The Daily Score? The Daily Score, But it's yes. a Daily Report. Okay, It is daily a Daily sc- Report, but you got to say the name I right. Don't. It's the Daily Score. Well, if I can't get Eddie Vedder's songs right, I <laughs> That's <laughs> true. I what did you say? I can't uh, get Eddie Vedder's. alive. Yeah, I'm alive. I'm We're alive. all alive. Drive alive. <laughs> All right, Mark. Hey, happy Hanukkah, buddy. I hope that you and your family are doing well. It's always good to talk to you, man. We are, you too. And Gene and, and Gary Grody and all the rest of the Grodys and your niece, especially the one who imitates you and makes you uncomfortable by doing that. Yes. Oh, yes. And she will be the one who I promise will have like multiple gifts for Dave the Cat. Or at least I, I assume she will. I guess I, I shouldn't assume that necessarily, but she always does. All so. right. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Mark. Bye, happy Steve. Happy holidays. All yeah, right. Same. As Mark was saying... Let me alert you to this broadcasting note, epic broadcasting note. Before Chicago takes on Arizona, tune in tomorrow from 12 to 3 p.m. for the PNC Bank pregame show right here on 670 The Score, presented by your local Ford dealers and Fox Valley Coins. Join Mully, Olin Krutz, and Patrick Manley as they'll get you set for the game. PNC Bank, official bank of the Bears. Then immediately following the game, we'll have instant reaction from Mully, Olin, and Pat on the Great Clips post-game show presented by Tullamore Dew. All of it can be heard on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Take a break. When we come back, before the top of the hour, we will talk with Hub Arker, senior NFL analyst, about the quarterback, the coach, the defense. By the way, I got a thought when we come back. Don't call this defense elite. Please don't be that person. Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Welcome in, welcome back. Indeed, the Christmas Eve Eve Day show, Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Suckage. Top of the hour, I talk to Hubbard, we our senior NFL analyst. Bears playing the Cardinals. and So the good part of what's left from this Bears suckage of a season is some numbers coming from Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus. Montez Sweat's last three games. 20.6% pass rush win rate. That's 10th in the NFL. 21.6% pressure rate. That's 4th. 20 total pressures. Five sacks. Two quarterback hits, four stops against the run. And now comes this note about Sweat and Matt Eberchoke's defense from Jason Leeser of the Sun-Times today. Sweat had two and a half sacks against the Browns, but the Bears didn't get any other sacks unless they blitzed. So Montez Sweat himself is not as good as a 30, not good enough to beat a 38-year-old Joe Flacco just getting off his couch. And neither is the rest of the Bears' defense. Talk about suckage. This whole line of thinking that Matt Eberchoke has his defense playing elite. In my world, elite defenses don't choke like that. Joe Flacco is 38. He just got off his couch and he torched that supposedly elite Bears defense, and by the way, Pants, Fields, and Getze, and everybody who thinks the interim quarterback and interim offensive coordinator should stay. Flacco's fourth quarter, 
11 of 13 passes for 212 yards, a touchdown against this elite Bears defense for a passer rating of 144.4. That is the most passing yards in the fourth quarter in the NFL this season against that elite defense. Yeah, man. Sucks. Don't tell me about Ibrachok reviving this defense or Ryan Poles making it, getting the personnel to make it elite. It's better with Montez Sweat. 38-year-old gets off his couch and pantses your defense like this, torches you guys. It's a last-place schedule the Bears are playing, and they still can't play a complete game on any regular basis. All this talk about how they were, ah, we think we can win all five. You can't beat a 38-year-old quarterback. He got off his couch, and he just torched you for the most yards in the fourth quarter. Come back, come back, come back, and you guys couldn't do it. Your offense sucks. Your defense is not as good as you think. This reminds me of hearing George McCaskey and Ted Phillips talk about how Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy were going to be all about collaboration, 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 and that there's the key. And their culture was great. Doesn't this sound the same? Doesn't this reverberate with Matt Eberchoke and what this defensive lead, defense collaborate, collaborate? It just, it's Saturday suckage is what it is. Don't be that person who says that Bears defense is elite or becoming elite. It's against the last place schedule and they can't finish. Elite defenses finish. Sit down and shut up. Yeah, that's. I'm not going to comment on that. You don't have to. Your work speaks for itself, and it will be on the way out at the end of the season. All right, I will take a break. I'll come back. We will bring you Hubbard, senior NFL analyst for the score. We are Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 